If you have a true scary story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to send it my way. Also, consider rating this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, as it does help. And of course, thank you. I've never really been one to say that I'm a believer in the supernatural, or glitches in the Matrix, and I won't even say that now I am a believer because I think that a lot of them seem to be easily explained, and people want them to be something they're not. But I will say that I had a bit of an uncanny experience recently, one that is similar to others that I've read or heard about before. That had me feeling a bit at odds with my own opinions. The story isn't super crazy. It's probably one of the most mundane glitches to have happened, but it was still weird and I thought that sharing it wouldn't hurt. It was a pretty mundane morning, really. I woke up later than I should have only to find that my phone didn't charge overnight. I have a clock by my bed, but... It's a remnant of when I didn't use my cell phone as an alarm, so it basically just displays the time nowadays. When I opened my eyes, thinking that I still had some time to sleep considering my phone hadn't gone off, I noticed that the time said 6.48, which meant that I needed to get up, get dressed, and get on the road about 30 minutes ago. I shot up, noticed my phone, threw a few curse words out into the ether and went to the bathroom to try and get as much done as I could of my morning routine. I had to forego my shower, but I washed my face, brushed my teeth, did my business all at the lightning fast pace. I apparently did them so fast that I went backwards in time, in fact, because when I exited the bathroom and looked over at the clock expecting to see seven, It said 6.45, which was three minutes earlier than the time that I woke up. I was definitely confused at this, considering I know that I took about ten minutes to do everything I needed, but yet the time was now three minutes before when I got out of bed. To add to the confusion, I had plugged in my phone when I got up at 6.48, to at least be able to turn it on and call my manager. But when I grabbed it after I came out of the bathroom and hit the button to turn it on, it said 100%. I don't mean that the phone turned itself on and it said 100%. It showed the little battery screen that it shows when you charge the phone when it's off, and it said 100%. When I plugged it in, it originally said 1%, yet now, negative 3 minutes later, it was at 100? I was perplexed, but I didn't really have time to think about it as I still needed to rush out the door to get to work. I texted the team lead and let them know that I was running behind. They told me that it was okay and to get there safely, and I took off the road so as to not be too late. Later that same day, there was another event that struck me as really weird. 
we had a team meeting with a partner that I knew was going to be hell from the start, because it was booked for two hours, which meant that it was going to be at least three. Worse yet, it was booked for midday, so we were going to break for lunch in the middle of it, which was going to make it drag on even more. As expected, the entire first part of the meeting was my boss talking numbers to the partner, how we could increase them, who was going to do what, and so forth. Your pretty typical boring corporate meeting. He ended the first half of the meeting with a 10-slide segment on KPIs for the project, that's key performance indicators for those that don't deal with them, and are basically points that show progress during a project. I specifically remember that, at the end of the last slide, just before breaking for lunch, one of the partners stated he had a question about a specific KPI. My boss was having trouble finding which slide it was on to go back to it. He eventually found it, on slide 4 of 10 for the KPIs. He explained it, and we then broke for lunch. Then, as soon as we got back, that same client had made a comment about how he had a question about one of the KPIs. At first, I thought maybe he had a question about a different one, but then he mentioned which one it was. It was the same one. I got hit with a major wave of deja vu, like, wait, he already asked that. My boss then started in on the same sentence as earlier, and went to go find the slides, and much like earlier, he was struggling to find it. In the midst of my confusion, I spoke up and said, It's on slide 4 of 10. He nodded, went back to slide 4, and sure enough, it was there. He thanked me, and then commented about how he was glad that someone was paying close enough attention to remember it and then explained the same information as earlier. I kind of glanced around like, did anyone else notice that whole thing repeated? But no one seemed to even notice. I thought about saying something because it was weird, or thought maybe it was a test, but I kind of also figured I would be branded as crazy if I did. Plus, I didn't want to stretch the meeting out any more than they already had. The meeting pressed on and only ended 35 minutes later than it should have, so that was progress, at least. So those are my two weird events that happened, both on the same day, and both nothing shy of confusing to me. I know that they were both boring or basic or whatever, but they still confused the heck out of me when they happened. And I guess they've swayed me slightly more toward the side of... Weird things happen, and we don't know how or why. But I'm still skeptical. Maybe if I have another glitch event, I'll lean a bit heavier into believing. But until then, I'll just say that sometimes our reality can be a little bit glitchy. And that's that. I have a glitch that happened just last week, something that genuinely made me feel a bit weird about myself. It was a pretty normal day, last Monday to be exact. I was on my way to work after a long but productive weekend, 
driving down a familiar highway that I've taken every day for too many years now. I head in just before the rush hour, but the highway is a state highway, not an interstate, so it's not usually terribly busy. So I don't see too many cars, but there are a few. I was lost in my thoughts, the hum of the engine and the voice on the radio keeping me awake, and focused on the road ahead of me. After a bit, I noticed a car a little ways ahead of me. It wasn't speeding or driving stupid or anything. It just looked a lot like an old car that I used to own about ten years ago. It was definitely a cherry red 1998 Ford Escort. Intrigued, I sped up a little bit to get a closer look. As I neared it, I actually got kind of giddy to see that this car was identical to my old one. There was a small hole in the bumper where my dad had backed his trailer hitch into it. It had the same dumb bumper sticker that I'd put on it in college. I stared a bit longer, just kind of grinning and thinking, Wow, ten years later and I've run into my old car on the highway. What are the odds? How is that thing still running? Obviously, it's not impossible, but highly unlikely, right? Now, that part isn't the glitch. That part could easily just be a fun coincidence. The glitch happened when I pulled up closer to them to get a look at the driver. As I got closer, I could see the driver's face in the side-view mirror, and my blood ran cold. The man driving the car was me. Not a look-alike, he didn't look just similar to me, he was me. Right down to the stubble on his face, the sunglasses perched on his head, and even the same mild expression. My mind kind of spun, struggling to make sense of this and making me feel dizzy. I'm pretty certain I wasn't hallucinating or anything, as I was feeling fine up to this point and I don't have anything wrong with me or anything like that, I had somehow stumbled upon a copy of me that was driving my old car, which completely confused me. My mind immediately went to, I need to meet this guy. I need to know this copy of me. I tried to catch up to him, but as soon as I got around to the actual side of the car, he hit his signal and got over two lanes to take the exit. Weirder still, I know that exit. It's the exit that I would take to get to my previous job, because that office is literally to the left of the highway ramp. This guy, this version of me, was driving my old car and taking the exit that I used to take to my old job. From where I was, it would have been dangerous to force myself to take that exit, so I just had to let it go and watch this other me go off to live his life. I did drive down to where my old job was on my lunch break, which is silly, I know, but I wanted to see if my car was there. It wasn't, so no leads on that front, unfortunately. In the end, I was baffled. Was this some kind of timeline break? An alternate reality version of me where I never took this job and thus never sold that car and bought my current one? Am I going crazy? Is there lead in my water pipes? <laughs> I don't know. 
What I do know is that it was really weird and uncanny, and I genuinely have no explanation for it other than there is a second me, and that he has good taste in crappy cars from the 90s. Hi, Raven. A little side note before I tell you my glitch. Before I found your channel, I had no clue about glitches or strange things. But now, looking back to my childhood, it makes me reconsider that I may literally be in a different reality than I started in. Thank you, Raven, for your content, and may your channel grow more and more. You help me sleep at night. Anyways, just wanted to let you know how much you are appreciated. Thank you, Bree, I do appreciate that very much. But on to the glitch. Okay, so, as a child, my mother and father were very strict parents. And not the normal strict. The almost cult-like strict, if that makes any sense. To give you a little more understanding, my parents were apostolic, meaning almost like Amish, but way over being a Mennonite. We could wear English clothing, but for women it had to be dresses, skirts, etc. No TVs were in my home, we were pretty cut off to the world except for school. I could not wear makeup, nor have any piercings, or cut my hair. I had to keep my hair up, and, to be honest, I was made fun of a lot at school. But never mind that. We went to church every week, twice on Sundays, and once on Mondays. But don't get me wrong, I had a great childhood in the sense of my mother being one of the best moms. Of course, she's my mother and she did everything to keep me and my two little brothers happy and healthy. We were privileged, to say the least. My mom was a stay-at-home mom due to our beliefs and our religion, and my father worked Monday through Friday. Now, I was a tomboy. I loved getting in the dirt and playing with my neighbors. I have some great memories of that to this day, and we all had a blast growing up. When my mother had my youngest brother, let's call him M and B for my middle brother, I was excited when my little brother M was born. I was 12 at the time, and it was just such an amazing thing to witness. This is where things started to change. It had been about five months after M was born. I remember walking up to a normal day of bacon in the air and my mom listening to her gospel music, and everything seemed normal to me. Well, as the day turned to the evening, my father came home, and we ate dinner. They told me goodnight and I went to lay down. I wasn't allowed to watch TV, obviously, listen to any radio music. Let's say the only thing I had was my piano, and I would go to my room and play it before bed. I don't know what happened, but things started to seem very strange. Like, I knew something was off, but I couldn't figure it out. When I came out of my bedroom, things were very different. My mom and dad were sitting in the living room, watching TV. We didn't have a TV. I said, Mom, what are you doing? And she said, Oh, honey, go back to bed. It's late. We're just watching TV. But we never had a TV in our home. 
The movie that they were watching I can remember because who doesn't remember Titanic? <laughs> but I didn't question them. I went back to bed. The next morning was a Sunday, and that of course meant that we had church. Well, Mom and Dad were asleep, and so was B, as well as M. I was so confused. I went to the living room, and there sitting on this huge cabinet was a TV. I turned it on, just curious. Remember, I didn't know what it was because my mom and dad said that it was evil growing up. Mom woke up, and I asked, Mom, aren't we going to go to church? She looked at me a little weird and said, Honey, we don't go to church. I was blown away at that remark, because we went three times a week since I was old enough to remember. I didn't really question it because I was afraid I would get in trouble. They were the spare the rod and spoil the child parents, so I got punished a lot with a belt growing up. And things just got a lot stranger from there. It was like God wasn't even mentioned anymore. No prayers, etc. I had jeans, makeup, a TV, and Britney Spears tapes for my radio. It was completely the opposite of how I lived. I was in shock. My brother B had an Xbox, and he's just a year and a half younger than me. Everything just changed overnight, as I was in my room, and I'm still baffled by that. Things actually got worse. It's like I'd been through an alternate reality where my mom and dad did not have any religious ideologies. What made it sad was that my mother left my dad for a guy that was half her age. He was one of the neighbors down the street. Mom filed for divorce and took us kids to live with her and her new boyfriend. We lost our house, my childhood home. My father became abusive and just not like he used to be. He went on to rent a home across town and everything was so different. Sometimes I wish that it was just a dream because... My mom and dad that I knew and loved were gone. Let's just say the rest of my childhood was terrible. Luckily, I found a great guy and married him, and we had three children and are still together 15 years later. My dad moved on, eventually, and my mom is just not my mom anymore. It's hard to describe. My mother got on drugs soon after the divorce, and then so did my dad. They were the opposite of what they used to be, black and white. To better describe it, they both went full black, the yin and yang. I now have little to no contact with my parents because, well, they're crazy, and I don't want my kids to see them like that. I swear, I went into a different timeline where my mom and dad were the complete opposite of who they were when I was 12. Since that day, my life has been one sad tragedy over and over. I am so lucky though that I found my husband, and honestly if things didn't change, I may have never met him, and I wouldn't have had this amazing family of my own. I was going through some really rough times recently, as I was separating from my partner of 10 years. 
my car happened to break down on the side of the road, and then proceeded to burst into flames, and basically burn to a crisp. I think I know how this happened, and although it was unlucky for it to happen at that particular time, it was not beyond the realm of probability. My tooth, on the other hand, did something very bizarre, and it started with me going to brush my teeth one night. I put some toothpaste on the brush, as always, and the moment that I put it in my mouth to begin the process, I was jolted with the most excruciating pain I have ever experienced. I liken it to putting a live wire with 240 volts of electricity to my tooth. After a minute, the pain goes away, so I persevered brushing my teeth for a couple of days like this, until I couldn't take it any longer, and I went to the dentist. The dentist found my story highly unusual, and after having a little look, told me there was a small cavity on the front of the second top front tooth on the left. She dried the area, and disinfected it with some solution, and then just filled it with a filler. When I arrived back home, I had a look at the tooth, and there was a small dark gray spot where she had filled the cavity. I wasn't worried about that at all, as it cannot be seen when I smile, and I was just happy that I would not have to experience that gruesome pain any longer. Fast forward two months, and I wake up one morning and go to brush my teeth, and... Ouch. The pain is coming back, although not quite as shocking as before. I lift my top lip up to have a look at the tooth, thinking maybe the plug had fallen out, and... What the hell? The dark spot where the dentist had filled the cavity is not on that particular tooth anymore, but is actually on the tooth next to it. I rubbed and scraped at the dot, but it wasn't going anywhere. It was the same filling that the dentist had given me, but it was now on a different tooth? Not only that, but the cavity that caused me all the hassle and pain before was back exactly where it was before being filled. Did the architect of the Matrix just go back in time to change something on the timeline and made a mistake getting me ready to come back to the new reality? How can a tooth filling magically shift from one tooth to another while I'm asleep? I've had many other glitches and synchronicities in my life, so I can usually deal with them okay, but this one has done my head in quite a bit. I'll have to go back to the dentist and have them fill the cavity a second time. Maybe they'll have some way of figuring this out? This is a bit of a long story, but bear with me. So, the day of October 4th, 2022, was a very strange one from the moment it began. Myself and my husband and my daughter woke up around 5pm. This is not normal at all for us. Our day usually starts between 9am to 11am. Also, there were no drugs or any kind of mood-altering substances, nor are we crazy. Upon waking up, I noticed that both my mom and dad, who are not together, nor do they talk to one another about this, and it's never happened before or after this day, 
texted me asking me if I was okay because they had both seen that there was a wreck and they both had a gut feeling that something bad had happened to me. Coincidentally, we had to go right through where the wreck had been hours prior. When we got close to the area where the wreck happened, traffic came to a complete stop in all four lanes of traffic. We sat there, and my husband out of nowhere began crying. And out of nowhere, I look at my husband and I tell him, someone died here. I told him that all day that day, the woman had this overwhelming urge to get home to the people she loved, and I saw the last thought that she had when she realized she was never going to make it home again. I went on to tell him the direction the woman was driving, the hairstyle she had. It was just something I knew that I knew. We both remember watching as the tow truck came up the hill, carrying the mangled car, the feeling of helplessness and overwhelming sadness was in the air. You could feel the death in the air. You could even smell it. It wasn't long at all after we watched the car get pulled away, and that traffic began to move, and somehow we were the third car to go through the spots of the wreck. The water was still falling down to the ground from the fire truck spraying off the roads, but it was as though the woman had grabbed onto me or something. I couldn't really explain it. I hadn't ever experienced anything like this before. I don't remember much after that about the car ride, but fast forward to that night, my husband and I lay down watching a little TV and then drifting off to sleep. He was the big spoon, and we'd been laying like this for at least an hour under a thick comforter. Then, out of nowhere, I wake up to my husband shaking me, telling me that I was screaming, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And while he was shaking me, he couldn't help but notice how unbelievably cold I was. This continued for the entire night. Every time I would drift off to sleep, I would begin screaming, I'm dying. I'm dying. It was so bad that I was afraid to fall asleep. My husband and I have been together eight years, and this is the only time this has ever happened. I couldn't help but begin to obsess over this car accident over the next few weeks. Not just the accident, but the place that had happened as well. I began doing research, and just over the last three years, 23 people have died on this road. My husband also pointed out that about a month before the wreck, we had gotten pulled over in almost the exact spot of the wreck. A week or two after the wreck happened, I finally decided to Google it to see if what I had said the day of the wreck was correct. And to my shock, the news article was pretty much word for word exactly what I said the day of the wreck, before any articles had been written. The town where the wreck happened is in the Guinness Book of World Records. My husband and I actually ended up getting a job where we worked third shift, and we had to go past the wreck site almost daily and what we began to notice was the strangest thing. One night, at around 2 a.m., on our way into work, my husband said, Look, baby, there's a guy up there in the waterfall with the flashlight. Mind you, it was also storming, and this is on the last natural limestone ever created on this planet. 
A few weeks go by and our lives haven't stopped getting weirder since the day of that wreck. When we were on our way into work again around 2am, it was storming, and I look over to the shoulder. And there's a guy going uphill in a wheelchair in a snowstorm. And there's a few miles before the nearest house. We also noticed there's a power plant in the woods that's different from the LG and E plants down the road. On another evening, we saw a woman walking uphill with a dog, again, in a snowstorm. It seems to always play a factor that, when we see these strange things, it's always some sort of nasty weather. Also, it's worth mentioning that immediately in the weeks after this, I became obsessed with making sure that our car had survival stuff in it. I had a blanket for all three of us, stop lead, road flares, jumper cables, hand and feet warmers, water bottles, some food, toilet paper, phone chargers, charger banks, and even an extra cell phone. I was obsessed at this point with the wreck, with where the wreck happened, and wanting the truth, finally. I did some deep research on anything and everything I could find. Eventually, I found some extremely interesting declassified CIA documents about Hemisync and the Gateway experience. We began to Hemisync, and that's when answers almost immediately began coming to us. Almost as soon as we Hemisynced, we had the strangest thing happen. We went to my husband's mom's house, and then the grocery store. My phone had been in my purse since we'd left our house, and I didn't retrieve it from my purse until we returned home. When we got home that night, we had groceries to carry in, and on this night, it was bone-chilling cold out. As we began to bring the groceries inside, my husband pointed into the trees in our backyard, and there was a dancing light. It's the only way I can think to describe it. I was taken aback by this dancing light that came out of nowhere. We live in a very rural area, where there was no way that this was someone playing a joke or something. I stayed outside for about two hours, and we actually ended up noticing that there were two of these dancing lights outside of our house. We could actually hear them speaking to us, but only telepathic. Then my husband had to finally drag me inside. It got weirder, because when I walked inside, on my TV, it was telling us that we had just seen an extraterrestrial. It was explaining exactly what we had just seen. I even took a video with my husband's phone, but strangely, after I took the video and we watched it back, my husband's phone locked up and would not unlock. His phone stayed like that for the next several hours, until I heard a voice tell me to try it again. Also, this voice told me that I had to delete the video, because it wasn't for us to show anyone. I picked up his phone, and his phone unlocked instantly without me putting his password into it. I deleted the video and went on with my night. We began to hear that everything was happening simultaneously, all at once right then. The day after we saw the light dancing, I was on my phone when I noticed a picture from the previous day of what I'm going to call a, a Tinkerbell, or possibly the two entities together. Really, my husband and I knew that we were talking to ourselves in the reverse universe. 
we got a spirit box recorder to make it easier to communicate with them. We recorded the conversation and found it very odd, but we couldn't understand a lot of what was being said, because it sounded as though it was being said in reverse. I actually have the photo from the previous day during a time when my phone never came out of my purse and of the conversation that we had. My husband and I began to collect crystals. We started looking into sacred geometry. We started diving into our chakras. Since the very beginning of our relationship, my husband has always told me the secrets to the universe, and honestly, I wanted to tell him he was crazy. But somehow I knew what he was telling me for years had to be true. Sometime in December, my husband had to renew his license, so we went to the driver's license office and renewed his license. A few weeks later, my husband goes to check the mailbox and finds that not only does he have his license, but he received a second ID from a day earlier. And what's even stranger is that the photo on the second license is different from the ID he had to renew, and from the ID that he had ordered. Where did this driver's license come from? And where did that picture come from? One day, I randomly started my free trial on Gaia and found galactic messages, the star seeds that are in the Earth's orbit trying to help wake us up. Things from this point just get stranger and stranger. We began watching more and more of these videos. I began downloading all the knowledge that I already knew. Then, one day, my husband came to me and I could feel his energy and the sadness emanating from him. He looked me in my eyes and told me that he'd figured it out. He finally figured out what happened to us on the hill that day of the wreck. Just as serious as he could, he looked at me and told me, we died in that car accident that day, but we didn't realize it because we just skipped off into a new universe. I looked at him confused, and I kind of chuckled because... After all, I was right there talking to him, so I couldn't be dead. Could I? I couldn't shake the feeling I got from him telling me that news. So, a few days later, I decided to Google my name to see if I could find anything to help me put the pieces together. But my husband was sure that I shouldn't do this. I, of course, didn't listen, and I went on with Googling my name, but nothing could have prepared me for what I found. The very first article that I found said that Elena Paget died on October 4th, which just so happens to be the date of the wreck. But even more strange was the Elena Paget that died on October 4th was from Texas. I also used to live in Texas. She had two children, which I have two children. And her kids' names are Callie and Louie, which just so happens to be my aunt's husband's name and her cat's name. And we're from Kentucky, but my aunt and her husband were the only family we had that lived in Texas. I went as white as a ghost. He could literally see the air leave my body as I began to process what I had just seen. My husband tells me that he won't ever be able to forget the feeling I made him feel the moment I finally realized that I had died, but was still alive. My husband hadn't googled my name either. Shortly after this revelation, my husband had this overwhelming feeling that he needed to paint a picture one evening. 
So he spent the next hour or so painting this picture, and the moment he walked into the room with me, the exact picture he had to paint was on the TV screen. And since that day, that exact picture has been in so many videos that we have watched. While watching some of the videos from the Tejetans, they were telling us about portals, but more importantly about a portal in a town where all of the parking is done on one side, where car wrecks are extremely common. And as I mentioned, the town where the wreck happened was in the Guinness Book of World Records, for being the only city to be only on one side of the road. Then, I noticed that the picture for the video about quantum computers looks exactly like the view of the gold vault from above. Scientists are cracking the answers to our universe. They have figured out the two-slit experiment. We're nothing more than a light reflecting off of a holographic plate. Some of us are here on a special mission in an Emerson pod, and this really is all just a game we all choose to play and learn on a soul level. So, what do you guys think? Was this a glitch? Or was this quantum immortality? We are all frequencies, and everything in this world is a vibration. We really do control our reality. This event has happened on repeat a lot of times in the past couple years, around three to four years to be specific. In my hometown, the afternoon schedule for the local shops to be open is that is open from 1730 up to 2100, all days except Wednesday and Sundays. At least, that's what I remember, because my parents are adamant that the shops were never open on Monday afternoons. Then, how the hell do I have memories of me as a teen on Monday's afternoons running errands for my mom on the way to and from after-school activities? Or how was I running my own errands while doing after-school activities? I asked if things changed after COVID, since during the lockdowns, a shop schedule was posted on our town's website for every week. But no, it was always like this. That is one of the few odd things that I noticed that have changed. The other one was the signal tower on the way to my old high school, which is near the town's second cemetery and the second mass grave memorial of our town. We also have an old cemetery in the other side of town. This second cemetery opened up in the early 1920s, and the other one is from the 1700s, maybe even older. Anyways, I've been going through that road for an entire year during the afternoons, because I go to evening school, and only since April have I noticed that tower. How did I miss a relatively small signal tower that has a steady red light on top of it, that you can only see through the night? And again, I asked my parents and my sister and her friends, since when was there a tower there, and their answer was that it has always been there. I asked classmates and school staff who use the same road, and I got the same answer. What changed in April? Because since returning from Italy, which I spent from the 18th of March to the 3rd of April, that tower was not there. What is happening? 
I didn't have a near-death experience in my trip. I did trip and fall, but I didn't hit my head. The plane rides back were a bit bumpy, and the lights did go off for a moment, but we didn't die. Or did I die and wake up in a new reality where there's a signal tower there, and my town shops are closed on Monday afternoons? It's honestly unsettling. Hey, Raven. So, I've been listening to your Glitch in the Matrix stories for about a year now. I've listened to them all at least three times because they're just so good. As an introduction, my name is Mars. I am what people call psychic. I can read people's thoughts, predict the future, say a word, and then it's said on the TV a second later. Me and my wife have telepathically talked etc. I have taken shrooms and cannabis before, and those medicinals opened my third eye. Me and my wife's spiritual awakening started five years ago, and in 2020, she confessed her love to me at 11.11pm. Our phone batteries were at 33% and 44%. We've been seeing angel numbers every day, everywhere since we started awakening. We are Twin Flames. Twin Flames have the same soul, but have been split in half. It's like yin and yang. It's like soulmates, but way deeper. Twin Flames have a mission on Earth to bring back harmony and love, and to pretty much fight demons and bring back energetic balance, which is what we've been doing even without our knowledge. We remember experiencing past lives together, it was terrible, and we've died together every time. We didn't start learning about the simulation until a year ago. Things around us ever since have been extremely weird, difficult, and scary. I see clones everywhere, on TV, at stores. It's another way that I use my third eye. I can't really control it. Ever since being in the simulation, me and my wife have had terrifying experiences. In this life, and other lives. For example, in this life, my dad's mom is an evil witch. My dad is even worse. He did terrible things to me as a child. I've always felt cursed, especially by my blood family. I've rarely had good experiences and have tried to take my own life many times. I'm only 20 years old, but it feels like I've lived every single situation in every single life. My consciousness is way too advanced for this reality. It was just so weird to remember reincarnating with my soul family, and it's even weirder to be fully conscious in a brain-dead simulation, surrounded by clones and evil beings. For a while... It's been feeling like I am the glitch in the Matrix. I feel like I'm literally a glitch in this reality in a way that affects the whole simulation. My soul wants the simulation to break. There are so many terrible things going on and we shouldn't have to suffer this much while the others get to have anything they want. I've been kind of hoping that I would experience a big glitch 
because then that would be confirmation that the simulation is breaking, and that we won't be trapped here forever, reincarnating over and over. Anyways, now I'll get on to a glitch. Yesterday, me and my wife were not having a good morning, so we decided to go to Target. I put on my black jacket and we left. After about a minute of walking, my wife wanted to put different pants on because we didn't realize it was so hot. So, we walked back, in a bad mood, and we get up to the room and I take my jacket off, and specifically hang it up. I check to make sure I have everything. Backpack, wallet, phone, water. So, we leave again, in a better mood. I put my phone in my bag and we get to the bus stop. We go into Target and buy some clothes, makeup, and dresses for my wife. At this point, I'm in a pretty good mood because I love spending money and it's pretty addicting. We stuff our backpack with the clothes and makeup and leave. We walk to the bus stop and get on the bus. There's people behind us that are talking about how it's so efficient to have bus card scanners in the back of the bus now, blah blah blah, and we're like, wow, they sound like robots. <laughs> so I take my phone out of my bag and I quickly buy Panda Express from DoorDash. We missed the stop that we meant to get off, so I pull the bus cord and we get off. It was only one extra stop that we missed though, so not too bad. We get off and I place the order for DoorDash. It's only a 10-15 to 15 minute walk from the bus stop to the house. I keep my phone in my hand and check the order about a third of the way to the house. After that, it kind of felt like my phone just disappeared out of existence. I'm a very organized person, and I have a weird location kind of superpower where I can locate items anywhere, anytime, even in the grocery store that I work at. My wife is the most messy person ever. She's the exact opposite of me. I'm very clean, but I usually have no time to clean since I work, cook, etc. Even when everything is messy, I can still locate any item. So, we get inside the house, I take off my shoes, pet the dog, and we get up to our room. I empty the backpack, excited to see how my wife likes the dresses that I bought her, and then my heart drops. I can't find my phone. We tear the room apart, empty the backpack five times, look under things, in pockets. We call my phone, listen for the buzz, and it's nowhere. At this point, I start to think that I'm cursed by the Matrix. I immediately knew it was a glitch. There's no way in hell it just disappears like that, so... Now I'm like, great, life sucks, bad things keep happening, I'm officially cursed. So I retrace my steps, I go outside and walk the L-shaped path from the house to the bus stop that we walked 20 minutes before. I couldn't find my phone on the ground. And wouldn't I have heard my phone drop on the ground if I had dropped it? It just felt like it disappeared out of thin air. There's a weird blackout thing in my memory where I can't remember feeling the phone in my hand. The other half of the walk home. I only remember it in my hand when I checked the order. So I tell my wife's parents, since we live with them, and they go on a walk to look for it. Nobody can find it. 
and we called it like 50 times trying to hear if there was a vibration in the room. I never lose my phone, so this is just weird. I give up. I eat the Panda Express, going over and over in my mind where it could have gone. Did someone steal it? Is it in the room? No, and no. It felt like it teleported out of my hand, so... I just accept the fact that I'm going to have to call out of work tomorrow and pay a thousand dollars for a new damn phone. So, I say screw you to God and the Matrix and play video games. Then, on my wife's phone, I look up how to track a lost Samsung phone. I click the first website. It says people find her for free. I enter my phone numbers and it scans everything, locations, address, names, etc. And then it shows the results if I pay the 95 cents. So, I do and open the results, and it shows that my phone is at an exact address. It even shows it on the map. I think, great, someone stole it, but how could they? They just ran up behind me after stalking me and picked up my phone I dropped and then quickly drove to their house in under an hour? Yeah, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I would have heard and felt my phone drop, but all I felt was it disappearing out of my hand. An hour goes by, and then I decide to text my mom about it and send her a screenshot of where the website says my phone is. The website is legit. You can look it up. It has all the legal verified stuff on it. So, she opens the message and says... What the hell? That's our old address from when you were four years old. I start to get creeped out. My brain pretty much implodes on itself, and I start to realize that this isn't just a glitch. This is a mega creepy glitch. First of all, there's no way in hell that my phone number could have been associated to the house that I lived at when I was four years old. Second of all, I didn't have a phone at four years old. It just defies all possible logic. So me and my mom are texting, and she says that we could go to the house in the morning and offer $100 to whoever has it. I agree. In the meantime, I go on other phone locator websites, but they either want $10 or they don't give exact locations. And the one I used seems like the most legit, cheap, and best one. My wife and I are literally like what the actual hell is going on. We were hella creeped out and didn't know what to think or feel. This whole day felt like a glitch. In the morning, I was feeling depressed and terrible, which probably relates to the glitch since I've heard other people's glitches, and they say they feel a feeling of doom before the glitch happens. Everything just felt so completely off. We watch a horror movie and then I go to bed. In the morning, I wake up at 9, and my mom says to look up Google Find My Device. So I do that on the computer, and it has an option to ring the device, even if it's on silent. I click the button, and I hear my phone ring. I can't even believe where it was. It was in the closet, inside the sleeve of the black jacket that I put away before leaving for Target. The closet door was closed. I didn't touch the jacket at all after we got home. Why would it be inside the sleeve? I just found it an hour ago, and I still feel this rush of excitement from the glitch. So, 
long story short, my phone teleported out of my hand and somehow went to the house I lived at when I was four years old, and then teleported back into my house overnight, and into the sleeve of my jacket. Make that make sense. I'm flabbergasted. Well, I guess that this just proves that the simulation is breaking. I am glad to have my phone back, and I'm guessing that this is going to be the start of many glitches that are going to happen. Bring it on, Matrix. Before I got my braces, my left front tooth was further forward than my right front tooth. Weirdly enough, in my childhood, I remember about three or four times where I would just be talking or doing mouth things, when I noticed my right front tooth was further forward instead of my left front tooth. My teeth were not loose, in pain, or anything that would explain this. I thought I was losing my mind, but was sure of what was happening. After a few minutes to hours, I would notice that my teeth were in their original places. I know this is a fairly short story, but the fact that it happened multiple times over the years severely confuses me. I remember it happening at Target, at a pizza place, and more, but I can't recall where I was or what I was doing. Sometimes, it just feels that the smallest things can lead to the most confusion. I have a story that may be a glitch or something paranormal. It's about a homeless guy around my neighborhood. You know that every hobo has at least one perk, well, this one seems to have a lot. He's like Father Nature, because he always knows the exact time when asked, and he can always predict the weather precisely even better than people paid to do it. I really believe this isn't a hoax because all the bullies around here frequently search through his pockets for watches or smart devices, but no one knows how he is capable of doing this. This story does get even creepier, because one day I rode my bike all around the city, and when I saw him, I asked him how much time he thought it would take me to reach home, and he answered to me an exact time of arrival, like 13.47, which was after almost an hour and a half. I questioned his powers and thought that he threw me a random time, because the way home was at maximum 15 minutes by riding a bike. But guess what? After that, on my way home, my pedals simply broke, and I had to drag the bike after me. Close to my house, I saw him again and yelled at him that he was right about reaching home after a long time. Then I remembered the precise minute that he gave me, and when I checked the watch, it said exactly those numbers, 1347. The last time that I saw him, I talked to him, and he made someone so pleased around here that they actually bought him a very expensive watch. But I don't think he really needs it, because when I asked him about the time, he said it, not even raising his hands to look at the watch.
So, I figured I might as well share this story while I have it permanently imprinted in my brain. I was renting a room once at this La Quinta for a couple of weeks. Me and my girlfriend I have now, we've been together for a long time, and this happened probably around five years ago. Anyways, it's not a La Quinta now, it's like a quality inn or some bullcrap, but it has a side door and people can go out to smoke and use as an access point. As I was on my way back to the hotel room, I remember pulling up to this parking spot. As it was a good 100 yards away, I could see something precisely in the way of my destination. It was right next to the hotel side door in the grass area. I saw this glitch of light. It was an amazing blue hue with yellow inside of it. And then I saw some type of humanoid come through it. I was pulling up, so keep in mind, I was driving toward it in the parking lot. It saw me. I didn't like the fact that I could see it. I remember that specifically. It kind of looked like the Predator from those movies. It was just differently colored. It was more red and white and black. It was throwing a fit because it was in my way of my destination. I didn't know what else to do except walk straight up to the side door directly towards him. I was completely weirded out that I could see this thing. He was jumping around, I think trying to intimidate me, which didn't work. I wasn't scared one bit for some reason, just fascinated. So, as I'm getting out of my car and walking up, I see him scatter down next to the dumpster in the hotel parking lot, kind of down by where my car was a little, and then all of a sudden it morphed into this huge dog-like creature. It was very agile and mad that I was watching him. He started breathing deep and growling. I still wasn't scared at this point because I could clearly see how scared he was. I went in the door, turned around, and came back to the door to make sure that I saw what I saw. And yep, he was still there, plain as day. I ran up to my room and told my girlfriend what happened, and she said that she had never seen me like that before. I asked her if she actually believed me, and she said yes. I was acting 100% down to earth and completely real to her. She believed me 100%. That was just confirmation that I knew what I saw and that was the truth. I know we all look to our loved ones for confirmation on some stuff, and that's what I was trying to do with this, as I almost thought that I was losing my mind. Anyways, yeah, I made a MUFON report, that's Mutual UFO Network for those who don't know, with this and then shared it with you, and I hope you enjoyed. I did. That is a very weird story, thank you. Hi, Raven, and hello to you, follow me, I will show you the way. This story takes place circa late 2001 to early 2002. For some background, my then-husband and I had just purchased our first home. Any details to the house are not really relevant to the story, other than that the whole place had a vibe that kind of made me feel some type of way. But... Nothing ever really happened in that house other than the story that I'm about to tell you. Back then, my now ex-husband was in the military, and 9-11 was still a gaping wound in our country's heart. 
Therefore, there was a high chance that my husband would be called to active duty overseas. So, because of that, we kept an answering machine hooked up to our landline phone when we were going to be out of the house for any amount of time. Because if the call came in that he was being deployed, he had basically 24 hours to report for duty, and we didn't want to take the chance of missing that very important call. Which, he did end up getting that call in the early parts of January 2002. The only reason I mention that is because the incident that I'm writing about happened twice. Once before my husband was deployed, he witnessed it, and once after. So, the answering machine that I mentioned earlier is what my story is centered around. I know, answering machines seem kind of ancient now, and cell phones were barely a thing back then. Anyways, Hubby and I were sitting in the living room watching TV when the answering machine starts talking. No, not replaying the recorded out message of my voice, instructing callers to leave a message after the beep, and not a caller leaving a message because the phone never even rang. It was, however, a man's voice. Having been over 20 years ago, I can't remember anything that was actually said, just that we could make out some or most of what the voice was saying, and that it reminded us both of an old-fashioned fighter pilot due to the nature and inflection in which the voice spoke. Also, it repeated whatever it was saying twice, tone and words, identical both times. Hubby checked the machine to see if he could figure out what could have caused it, even playing the tape back but there were no messages that sounded like what we had just heard. The second time that it happened was after my husband had been deployed and it was early to mid-spring 2002. I'd been doing some spring cleaning and remodeling. A couple of friends had come over to help me paint. At some point later in the evening, we sat down in the living room to take a break. We were all just sitting there chatting, when the answering machine repeats what it had done some months earlier. Same words and everything as before. It even repeated the whole thing twice again. Each time, including the repeats, lasted about 30 seconds. Me and my friends just sort of look at each other like, okay, and I tell them about the first time that it happened. One of them suggests that it's just interference from someone's baby monitor, or some other radio frequency interference, and goes to check out the answering machine. He picks it up, and then turns to me with this look that says, How is this possible? I ask him what's wrong, and he just lets go of the power cord as it unravels, and the end of it hits the floor. As I said earlier, we had been painting that day, so... I had moved the desk that we kept the answering machine on away from the wall. I also unplugged the answering machine and had rolled up the cord so as to not get paint on it. So was this a ghost using the speaker of my answering machine to communicate? But then why the repeats? Maybe it was some sort of time loop? Like a glitch? Who was the man talking? Why my answering machine? And how did it work when it was not even plugged in? Honestly, I don't know, but it was pretty weird. Hi, Raven. 
I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so I thought I might as well share one of my stories. By the way, I'm a first-time poster and a horrible writer, so sorry if my storytelling skills aren't top-tier. For some context, my house is a small two-story apartment. When you enter the house, you'll be faced with the stairs and a hallway that leads into the living room. On the right is the opening to the kitchen. The kitchen has two clocks, one in the oven and one on the microwave. This was in 2019. It was a Monday, and I'd woken up for school at 6am. I remember checking my bird clock and laying back down on my bed and closing my eyes for one second, but when I opened my eyes, I looked back at the clock and it was 7am. I hadn't closed my eyes for that long, and I had no idea how I just skipped a whole hour. I went and told my mom, and she gave me the answer of, you probably just fell asleep and that was the end of it. Well, skip ahead to 2022, my alarm for 5.30am goes off, so I do my whole getting ready for the day routine and go downstairs. I walk into the kitchen to eat breakfast, and that's when I look at the time. 1.39am. I checked my phone just to make sure, and yep, it's now 1.40am. I decided to go back to bed. This one was only about three weeks ago. April 30th. I woke up two minutes before my alarm was set for six, so I went to get dressed, and then went back over to my phone confused as to why my alarm hadn't gone off yet, and it was 5.54 a.m. This all happened in my room, so I don't know if I'm imagining this, or if my room is just glitching. Hey Raven, I've been a fan of your channel for a while now, and listening to your glitch stories has made me realize that I actually have experienced two very specific scenarios that I now believe to be glitches. The first one is recent, however the second one is from some years ago. Also, I do apologize for any weird sentence structuring or grammatic errors that I may make, as English is not my first language. I hope you understand. Story 1. So, some pretense is somewhat required for this first one. I really needed a reusable water bottle that didn't leak, as the last two that I had before that were broken, and ended up spilling water everywhere. I eventually managed to find one that was really nice, and it did the job that it was supposed to do. I liked it a lot. So this happened Halloween of last year. It was a school day, so I had to get ready in the morning. I packed my things, including my water bottle, and went on about my day. Nothing really interesting happened at school, and none of it is important to the story. However, do keep in mind that I had my water bottle with me the entire time. When I came home from school, I said hello to my mom and just had casual conversation with her about what we did at school and whatnot. During this... I distinctly remember taking a sip of water from my water bottle, which I was holding in my hand at that point. However, I didn't know that this was the last time that I would ever see it. After the chit-chat with my mom, I went into my room and put on my pajamas and took a nap. I was setting up an alarm on my phone to wake me up when I noticed that my bottle wasn't on the desk next to me. 
No, oh well, I thought. I probably left it in the living room and the table or something like that. So I went to go pick it up, but it wasn't there. I then checked every shelf where the bottle might have logically been left by me. It wasn't anywhere. I even asked my mom if she remembers seeing where I put it, and she told me that the last time she remembers seeing it was when I took a sip from it during our conversation earlier. At this point, I was way too tired to keep looking, so I went to bed. When I woke up, the search for my bottle continued. We looked everywhere. And I really do mean everywhere. I live in a fairly small apartment, so there aren't many spots where the bottle could have ended up. We checked every possible place, the kitchen, the living room, my room, hell, even the bathroom, but it was nowhere to be found. Every possible corner and crevice of the apartment had been checked at this point, and we just gave up. I never did find that bottle and I don't think that I ever will. I ended up buying a new one, and while it's worse than the one that the Matrix seemingly swallowed up, it does its job fine. And story two. Okay, this one is quick and short, as I don't perfectly remember it. However, it's been in my head for a while now. And this took place when I was around seven or eight years old. I was with my mom in a supermarket that we usually go to for buying general groceries. While we were passing the aisles, I turned my head and saw a man just standing there, bent over one of the bins with fruit in them, not moving, frozen. And there was no mistake here. It wasn't like he was just normally standing and pondering at the fruits. No, he was very distinctly frozen mid-motion as if he wanted to pick up one of the fruits and just lagged out or something. I remember seeing this and getting this weird feeling, as if I saw something I wasn't supposed to. Even though I saw it in quick passing, it got etched into my brain. It was strange, and I have genuinely no idea what to make of it. If someone has an explanation for any of these two stories, I would love to hear them. These scenarios have been living rent-free in my head for the past couple of days, and I'm honestly terrified of experiencing another glitch in the Matrix. As the title suggests, my 22-pack of razor heads disappeared from my toiletries drawer about a month ago. The pack is quite large and contains 22 razor heads, each packed in a small plastic box, with three razor heads in each box along with one razor. I know for sure that no one else touched it, since I'm the only one in the household using razors, and the drawer is in my room under my bed. Additionally, I have drug paraphernalia in one drawer, which is quite visible. If either of my parents opened it, they would have noticed for sure. Now to the event itself. A month ago, I was getting ready for a date with my now ex and I wanted to shave while I showered. I knew that I had the aforementioned pack of razor heads, and I had only used two plastic boxes by then, so I had eight or nine left for sure. When I opened the drawer, I couldn't see the carton sheet, which was the packet 
and the biggest, most noticeable item in there. I started rummaging through the drawer, but I still couldn't locate it. After several minutes of searching, I was quite frustrated because I couldn't find them. I started taking things out of the drawer one after another, until all of the items were out and the drawer was empty. I found only one plastic box with three razor heads while removing the items. I thought maybe I took them all out and threw out the carton, but where are the rest of the razor heads? Since all of this took me around ten minutes, I didn't have any time to think about it and search for them, so I returned all of the other things and went to shower. After a couple of days, I wanted to shave my legs quickly in the shower and I went to the drawer thinking I'd put the rest of the razor heads in one of my necessities, but it turned out that I hadn't. I even removed the drawer to check if they were somehow in the very small space behind the drawer, but of course, they weren't. So I just let it go. Now this morning, I opened the drawer and there was a razor head package with seven or eight plastic containers inside. I was like, what the hell? How? And why? So, let me preface this by saying that I know I only have one pair of these socks. I know this because my mom bought them for me as a surprise when I was still in high school, about two to three years ago, and I was absolutely obsessed with them. I remember it being incredibly annoying to have to find that single pair and wash them multiple times a week so I could wear them. If I had more than one pair, then I wouldn't be washing them as often because I would have a clean pair waiting for me that isn't the case. Anyway, they are white crew socks, with a cartoonish smiley face on both ankles, and two black stripes on the toes. I loved them. I wore them all the time up until about a year ago. One of the socks had a two to three inch hole in the sole, which I expected soon enough based on how much I wore them. I was really, really upset. Silly. I know, but they meant a lot to me because they reminded me of my mom. At that time, I moved away from home for the first time about eight months prior. Home was two hours north, so I didn't see her often, and that's why the socks meant so much to me. So, anyways, I was upset about the hole, but I didn't want to throw them away, so I just shoved them in the back of the drawer to avoid grabbing them. Fast forward to today, 14 months after shoving these socks in the drawer, my partner gets home from work. She takes her shoes off, and at first glance, I don't entirely notice, but then I did. She was wearing the socks with holes. So, of course, I ask her why she chose to wear the socks with the holes. And she said that there aren't any holes in them. I figured that she just hadn't seen or felt it, which was surprising for me since it was a fairly large hole. So I checked out the socks, and yeah, there are no holes. To say that I'm shocked is an understatement because I remember how upset I was when I couldn't wear them anymore due to the holes. I mean, 
I'm glad there aren't holes now. I can wear them again, but there definitely were holes. And I'm absolutely perplexed. This might not be that crazy to some, but I just can't wrap my head around it. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well.